Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hughes Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And i got three pieces of good news to pass along, actually great news. Uh, number one is uh, my mom, Nana, who we talk about from time to time on the show because she I think she, Mike remembered, she was on the second show we ever did. And the reason being, because that was my birthday, and Mike kind of uh, went went around and, and snuck around and got her on the show with us, and that was pretty cool. Uh, she just moved into a new room today where she's living at Good Sam Village. She's got a better view of the courtyard instead of a brick wall now, so we're pretty happy about that. And uh, I know she was anxious about the move, but I think she's very happy now with what happened. Also, I mentioned this on the show Friday, but I'll just mention it for those that may not have been listening, that uh, I went in last Thursday for my three-month checkup after my prostate cancer surgery, and my PSA level was zero. And that is exactly what you want to hear. That's where it needs to be once you don't have a prostate anymore. So that means so far, everyone's been asking, how am I doing? How did it go? How was the surgery? Well, I can tell you now, because I didn't know until we had results of that test that the successful the surgery was successful and things are going great. So I was pretty relieved to find out about that. And then the third piece of good news is the fact that the uh, Storm, who played Saturday night down in Frisco, where they had lost 56-15 the last time they played, and played arguably their worst game of the year, maybe the worst game in a long time, and, and were just never in that game, made all kinds of mistakes on the field, and it was just flat ugly. They turn around on Saturday in the... Uh, conference championship game and got down 27 to 7, just like they did the week before at the game I was at. And, uh, <clears throat> lo and behold, they rallied to win. And Peyton Riggs is our guest. And Peyton, I wanted to have you on. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to have you on today just to kind of recap the season and see how much fun it was for you to coach with your dad and all those things, thinking your season was going to be over. And lo and behold, you got another game. How cool was that Saturday? Um, well, thanks for having me, Mark. But, yeah, I, I still don't know if it's quite set in just because it feels just like another week where you win, you move on, and we got one more. I mean, I think everyone around Sioux Falls community realizes that winning an Eastern Conference title is not our objective at the beginning of the year. And so I think the fashion we did it was pretty cool. But I think right after the game, we were ready to start watching Bay Area and getting ready for this Saturday. Well, you had back to back, back to back games like that though. It was 17 nothing at halftime in the week before. I would, I went out to that game. In fact, uh, I was with my friend Kim and I said, I'm going to text Curtis and tell them to start throwing the doggone football. And you guys came out in the second half. Now tell me how much difference it makes to have more room to work with. Cause most people will go, well, they had great field position every time you got the ball in the first half, but it's kind of like being in the red zone on a big, you know, big field, it's more compressed. It's harder to run plays. Is that a correct assessment? Yeah. Uh, I would say the biggest difference between the two games is, yeah, against Frisco or against uh, Massachusetts, they're an extremely fast and physical group. And so when we would get into the red zone, I mean, the week before when we played them, I felt like that was our best area. And they made some adjustments, and it made it really hard for us inside the 10, 15-yard line where we couldn't just spread them out and throw the ball around. And – so then the second half when we were able to come out and actually start to get into a rhythm and Lorenzo could see the field and start seeing some guys get some receptions, then the group kind of rallied around that. And this last week it was a way different feel at halftime. I mean, 
it was probably the worst half I've seen Lorenzo play in 15 years. I've watched him now. Even worse so, than the game down there the first time? Yeah, yeah. This one was by far. I think the one down there um, was more, I mean, he you could see he was kind of in his head, but it wasn't like we had guys wide open. And this week, I mean, we would have guys, we'd be on the 20-yard line, there wouldn't be anyone within 15 yards of him. And he was just throwing it into the crowd or would be on his back foot and it'd land short and – I think, I mean, it's what sh- he showed why he's a Hall of Famer. Is his, the second half he came out and played was makes you forget about how bad he played in the first half. Huh. So as, as coaches, when you realize your quarterback's just having that bad of a day, and I know you replaced him in the game during the regular season, but that you weren't going to do that with the season on the line. You were going to go with your best guy who's done it before. What do you say to him and what do you say to the team at halftime? I mean, do you go, all right, remember last week? We came back from that. We can do it again. I mean, what is it? What's what's the speech? Um, with him, I didn't say anything. I didn't have to say anything. I think he knew, and especially with it being his last year, he was not going to allow himself to play like that again in the second half. Uh, I, I mean, even usually when he's not playing well, it's because he doesn't understand what the defense is doing, and that wasn't the case this time. It was more he just wasn't making the throws. And, I mean, we all know he, he'll come around and do that. But when it came to talking to the guys, it was more, here's, you guys know everything's wide open. Like our defense will get some stops. Uh, we really harped on the fact that Frisco led the league in uh, penalties. And so we knew there would be a drive where their offense made some penalties and backed themselves up. And that would be one free stop. And our defense just needed one more to keep us in it. And yeah, I mean, we'd been there before. Peyton Riggs is our guest. He's the offensive coordinator of the storm. And, Still, though, three scores, that's a lot, because generally those these indoor football games are high-scoring, and it, there's a lot of trading scores back and forth. So once you get in a hole that deep, that's hard to dig out of and still win a game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the biggest thing that everyone forgets about is this last week is we had the ball in the tie game with 46 seconds left and end up throwing an interception on fourth down, and it actually almost worked out better that it was an interception when we were backed up in our own end zone because they we had all three timeouts, so we knew that they even if they scored, we would get the ball back. We could stop the clock. We would get the ball back with a chance to go score. Um, but if we, I mean, really, if we do what we wanted to, we we wouldn't in, by seven or three in regulation and not have to go for two at the end. Huh. Whose who's play call was that two-point conversion, by the way? Um before we took the field, I, I think the guys knew when they scored to go up seven, you could still see, like, that's one thing our group has that I don't, I don't think any other team has in this league is the resiliency of, like, every time they step on the field, it's zero zero and we have to go score. They never really look at the score like we're down 17. They, they just know it's zero zero every time the offense takes the field. And so when we took the field, as they're kicking off, I had kind of gotten on the headset, like, hey, when we score, what, we're going for two, right? Because I do not want to play overtime. Like, let's just get the celebration started early. And <laughs> then when we did score, it was one of those where trying to find the right play call. We practiced it a couple times, but didn't really know. And then it really just came down to the fact that we had one read on that play, but in a big game like that, you just have to trust your players to make the play. And that, that's what we did. And Zoe made a good throw and Donnie made a, unbelievable catch and then we got to celebrate after it was when I, you know when i saw the play happening it was like oh my gosh 
that that just didn't look like it had much of a chance of working. But like you said, it was a perfect throw. It was a great catch. And you had practiced the play. So at least the guys had some confidence. They knew what they were doing. Yep. Yeah. We had, when we got into the huddle after we scored the touchdown, we called the timeout. And as soon as I even said the play call, like Donnie right away was, yes, coach, coach, we're doing it. I'll make the catch. Like it doesn't matter. We're running it. And then I was like, well, now we can't kick it because he already, he's already lining up to run it. And so when, yeah, I mean, when you see the guys rally and instantly, like, Every guy on the team wanted to go for two. I don't think there's – I think even Austin, our kicker, wanted us to go for two and just let's win the game. And so then, yeah, the play, we practiced it. We ran it a couple times in walkthrough that morning, and then it it's probably the best we've ran it ever was on the two-point play because in practice we would kind of mess up every once in a while. But, yeah, it was probably the best we've executed that play. And you had momentum. You just scored a touchdown. Isn't that sort of the – when you're the visiting team and it's the very end of the game, isn't that when you kind of that's when you think about really truly going for two and winning the game and just just rolling the dice because you don't want the other team to have a say so in it? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me was let's just let's take the crowd out of the game right now. Like we're either going to lose on this play and they're going to go nuts, or we're going to win and they're they have 12 seconds left of their season because it got really loud in there towards the end of the game to where you could feel the momentum in the crowd starting to take an effect on the guys. And if we went into overtime, I really didn't want to have to deal with that side of things or even just their defense on the field even more. I mean, they had, I think, the number two defense going into the game. And so it was one of those where it was like, I think we can beat them on one play compared to eight or nine where we may mess up. And so that was another thing that really went into the decision. Peyton Riggs is our guest. He's the offensive coordinator for the Storm. Big win, 45-44 on a last, well, a 12-second to go touchdown by um, Lorenzo Brown, and then he throws to Donnie Corley for the, the two-point conversion to win it by a point. Uh, we a little surprised they didn't try a field goal, by the way, to try to win the game at the end. Uh, yeah, I I think one thing that went into them that I mean they had all league first team ISL kicker on their team and. So then watching him kick field goals before the game, he was tending to pop them up, and they weren't even getting to the back of the end zone from, like, midfield. And so I didn't know if he was hurt or – I like to compare everything to golf, so I kept telling my dad he was using the 60-degree wedge, and my dad looked at me like, what are you talking about? Uh, I would have got it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then when they challenged, actually, after the two-point conversion, that we had a lineman downfield, and you can't challenge that, so they lost one of their two timeouts. So then when we got the sack on first down, Andreas Lilly gets the sack. Then they couldn't really go for a field goal because we just took the sideline away with five seconds left. Nice. All right. How good is this team? How, I mean, how do you feel going into this championship game against Bay Area with arguably the, the MVP of the league? I don't think they've announced those things yet, have they? No, no, they haven't. Um, I think, first, I think TJ Edwards is the MVP. Some of the things he does reminds me so much of Chris Dixon. I mean, there's one play where we had him, we had the play blown up from the beginning and he spins it back around to the other side of the field and runs 25 yards for a touchdown. And it's like, oh, well, he's really good. But I will say Dal- the combo between Dalton Sneed and Justin Rankin for Bay Area is something that not, not many teams have. And I have the utmost respect for Dalton. Uh, I mean, he was here last year. I would rank him as one of the top five leaders we've ever had in storm history. I mean, the impact he made right when he got here was 
eye-opening, and you know they're going to be ready to go. They have a great coaching staff with Dixie Wooten, who's been in this position. Rob Keith won the championship last year as, the D, as Northern Arizona's D coordinator. Um, you know they're going to put the time in to watch the film, and they're pretty good. They're not. I wouldn't say they're the juggernaut of Arizona, Frisco, Massachusetts, where every single guy on the field should not be in our league, but they're going to be really well coached and they're going to be prepared for everything. Which tells me your your conference is obviously a lot tougher. Um, yeah, I would say Frisco and Massachusetts are the two really, really good teams on our side. And then it's pretty even after that. Uh, their side is Bay Area and Arizona. Arizona is really the juggernaut of the league, I would say, just because they have that, I mean, mantra. You go into their stadium and it's, there's not many stadiums like that one where it's pretty intimidating. I mean, they score a touchdown, and every time they score, you freak out because you hear the fireworks go off. And so, yeah, I would say ours is a lot more top-heavy. They're just pretty even throughout the middle where every team could beat anybody. I mean, they split with Tucson. They split with Northern Arizona. They split with Arizona. And then they lost to Frisco. They split with Frisco, and they lost to Massachusetts. And so I think that's one thing we're already telling our guys is, like, Guys, the team we're playing is they split with teams that we beat, so yep. it's nothing new. Well, it's you. <laughs> you got to tell them to stop digging such a big hole for crying out loud. Yeah. No, no more of yeah. these three score games that you're behind by because that's just. I, I I realize this is your dad's last game as a head coach, but uh, you know if if he was not considering retiring before this, if you want to call it retiring because he's a young guy, but. Uh, if if they weren't considering doing that, uh, he certainly would be now because these last couple of games have been uh, ones that would pull your hair out. Yeah, I I think I've lost 20 pounds in the last two weeks just sweating in the second half, trying to work so hard to get us back into the game. And, like, this last week I was sitting there. We, there's not really a coach's locker room at Frisco. It's more of a hallway. And I went back and sat down right at the beginning of halftime, and he came over and started talking right away. And I was like, hey, I need one second to just clear my brain because I want to go yell at the team, and I'm, it will do no good. And he, we kind of get into an argument. And, I mean, he's so good about moving on right away and doing whatever it takes to win the game. But, I mean, we continually tell the guys, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but we need to start better. Like, it's always – the first possession of the game, I mean, we run 14 plays and get stopped, and that's never a good momentum swing. And so, yeah, we'll really harp on how we start, especially in a championship game. Peyton Riggs is our guest. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator of the Storm, but he's also the son of the head coach and general manager. And I, I've got to ask you, Peyton, how how much fun has that been for you? Because I know, because your dad told me, what it's meant to him. Um, I think... I never really thought I dreamed about coaching for the Storm until I started coaching at O'Gorman a couple of years ago, and I figured out I really love coaching football. And then when I would sit up in the box and be on the headset with him, it was fun, just because I knew the game so well and I'd been around it so long. But this year's been extremely fun, but extremely challenging at the same time, trying to discern the fact of, like, dad versus colleague versus coach. Yep. And... So there's times during games, I mean, shoot, Paul Kaiser's on the headset upstairs last week, and in the first half, my dad said something, and we may be the two most stubborn, hard-headed people ever. <laughs> and so when we don't see eye-to-eye, neither of us budge. 
And in the second half, when we scored, uh, cut it to four, Paul Kaiser was asking if we wanted to go for two to cut it to three. And me and my dad both right away were like, no, we're not going to chase the points. Let's just, we'll hold them to a field goal at some point to where it's a seven point game. And he started, my dad starts to argue with me. And I was like, dad, I'm on your side here. And Paul's like, wow, it's nice to hear you guys finally getting along down there. And, I mean, I, I think we both see eye to eye, but I also, I mean, I've learned a lot from watching him with the guys in practice on the sideline. And then just being able to talk to him during games, I think it's helped where I can, in a high stress moment, just crack a joke with my dad on the sideline. And we're talking about random things when it's second down with, 16 seconds left in the conference championship and so that's been pretty fun that part and then after the game i mean give seeing him walk out on the field and give me a hug and tell like say that's one of the top probably three or four wins in franchise history is something that i didn't think i'd ever coach a game that was that exciting and fun to be at so and you did it with your dad Uh, unbelievable memories were made so do you want to be a head coach someday yeah, yeah. I, I, when I was in Seattle last year, I, the one thing I could not stand was that I couldn't be around the X's and O's. Yep. And I, I love mind games. I love trying to outthink people. And football is the one game where I feel like I have enough control because I helped coach basketball at USF when I was in college. And I, I learned really fast that no matter how prepared you have the guys, if they have one guy that's way better than you, it, there's nothing you can really do as a coach. And in football, you can kind of neutralize that. And so, I, yeah, I love the mind games. I love indoor football um, just because I've been around it so long, and it's built for offensive minds. And so, yeah, I, I, my dream is to coach and coach in the IFL as long as I can. But, I mean, who knows where that will take me. Well, it's not the same game as regular football, that's for sure, and you've adapted quite nicely. So uh, go have fun this this Saturday. You're going to Vegas. It's a neutral site. I'm, ironically, it's Chuck Brennan's uh, dollar loan center field, and, and uh, you're playing against the guy that was your quarterback last year who your dad wished he had this year, and lo and behold, he was able to talk Lorenzo into coming back. There's a lot of storylines, I guess is what I'm saying here, and it's your dad yeah. dad's last game, so... Go enjoy it, and what the heck, you never know. We might end up with another last-minute nail-biter, and it's a storm championship. And this this would be the best ever if you win this. Yeah, we, we've we already talked about um, – I think one thing that's kind of gone unrecognized is Lorenzo's third in the league in rushing touchdowns with 30 of them, and I think he's 36 years old. I mean, that's unbelievable, the fact that he's done that. And having Zoe since we lost Dalton is – been amazing um but yeah let's hope it's not a nail biter and we can just win pretty handily nah, i mean no, no, the no, nail biters are exciting but yeah i'm tired of losing so much weight <laughs> in the second half because i'm sweating so much so all right well you have fun i know you will uh it's been yep. it's been cool to watch you guys uh together this year and we'll we'll be cheering for you on saturday all right thanks mark you bet peyton riggs our guest here on calling all sports we'll be right back
Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Jeff Gould here. One of our daughters bought a mattress online for only $400. It's 18 months later. She's moving out. Leaving the mattress behind says it was a waste of money. That's why I tell people, go to Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. Yes, price is important. More is who you buy it from. Don't waste your time and money on the cheap stuff. Get quality. Visit Comfort King Mattress Factory. They're the best in the market. Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. Sweet dreams and better health await you. For that extra special gift, look no further than the Diamond Room. Justin Shadow and his staff will make the entire experience an enjoyable one. We've been helping customers for almost three decades, and Alone Spectre has actually been in the business much longer than that. We have the largest selection of loose diamonds in the region. We also have two in-house goldsmiths and two graduate gemologists on staff. Visit the Diamond Room at 3501 West 57th Street, Sioux Falls, or call 605-362-0008 for an appointment. Or you can always check out our new website at thediamondroom.com. Just walking into Vance Thompson's vision, I, I was amazed at the spaciousness, the greetings I got at the front desk. Nine years ago, my daughter had LASIK surgery. She said, Dad, when you're going to have your cataracts fixed, you should check with Vance Thompson vision first. Well, my wife looks so good now with these new eyes, I think we're going to take a second honeymoon. <laughs> Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> That I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day, and we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey can you help me hit it further, too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly or... can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros. And again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, two new sponsors started today. We're glad to have them on board. South Dakota 
Furniture Mart is where I buy the majority of my furniture, almost all of it, actually, if, if you look back over the last uh, 25 years or so, even beyond that. Furniture Mart USA. It's, uh, and, and their, their new building. I buy my stuff at the South Dakota Furniture Mart at the Western Mall. Their new building out on, uh, on, on 60th Street is absolutely amazing. It's huge. It's impressive. It's got all kinds of cool stuff. So stop by. Also stop by the Diamond Room, uh, Justin Shadow and his, and Alone Spectre. The, they've got so many, Alone especially, has got so many years of experience in the business. Um, there, there is no, they've got, they've got the best selection of diamonds in the region. So stop in there. And if you're, if you're, uh, behind the eight ball, like let's just say your anniversary is tomorrow, stop in. They'll help you out. Trust me. I asked them. They will. So glad to have both you guys on board as sponsors this today and uh, hopefully for many years moving forward along with Arby's. They've got the meats. They've got the treats. In fact, that's how my mom celebrated moving into her new room today with a meal from Arby's. That she loves Arby's and she knows I do too and is influenced a little bit by her son when it comes to that. And she was able to go get a meal from Arby's today and just, just absolutely enjoy that looking out into the courtyard where she lives now. It's been a, a great day to see how happy she is with this wonderful new view. And also, uh, there's so many things that I stopped by Lewis Drug to get while I'm on a venture like this where I'm helping her move and I need little things to make the whole thing work out. Well, I I couldn't do it without them. Lewis Drug is 81 years old. They've got 60 locations, and I know I couldn't do without them. They're my first stop. In fact, they're my only stop. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, The Diamond Room, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.